Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us today for the ASHP Advocating for Impact podcast, where every episode covers a policy issue impacting the practice of pharmacy. I'm Tom Krause. Today, I'm joined by ASHP General Counsel Paula Tiedemann. Today, we're going to be discussing some legal actions being taken by ASHP and other organizations to protect the 340B drug pricing program. So I think many of our listeners will be familiar with 340B, but but for those who are not, um, the 340B drug pricing program was created by Congress. It was created as a way to provide additional resources to support certain safety net providers, and that includes community health centers, it includes Ryan White clinics and state AIDS drug assistance programs, as well as Medicare and Medicaid disproportionate share hospitals children's hospitals, and other similar safety net providers. And the program works by requiring that manufacturers, drug manufacturers, provide drugs to those 340B eligible providers at discounted prices. And the providers are able to use those resources to to provide support for patients. So recently, there has been some pressure on that program, both from the government and from manufacturers. So manufacturers have recently refused to provide discounts in some circumstances to eligible providers. And in doing so, they've undermined the value of that that program to support providers. And they've raised particular objections when 340B drugs are dispensed to patients in a relationship with a contract pharmacy. And a contract pharmacy is when the 340B eligible provider has a contracted relationship with a community pharmacy to dispense drugs to their patients. And so this this kind of brings us to to some of the litigation that we're gonna be talking about today. So this objection by manufacturers to provide discounted drugs to 340B eligible entities is at the heart of our our concern. So so what ASHP has done with several other organizations is bring a court case suing the government to enforce the requirements of the 340B drug pricing program. So what we've done is with our partners, 340B Health, the American Hospital Association, America's Essential Hospitals, the Association of American Medical Colleges, the Children's Hospital Association, as well as several um, health systems, we, we see the government to require enforcement of these 340B requirements. And in doing so, we had three main demands. We asked the government to declare manufacturers' refusal to provide 340B discounts illegal, require manufacturers to compensate hospitals for lost discounts, and third, take enforcement action against manufacturers who fail to provide appropriate discounts. And as we'll discuss throughout the discussion, that case has has now been dismissed and we'll talk about what that means, but there are several actions that have kind of flowed subsequent to our filing this case. So after we filed the case, the Department of Health and Human Services actually addressed our first ask, which was declaring the manufacturer's refusal to provide 340B discounts illegal. And they did that 
by providing an advisory opinion. So let me turn to Paula now, because this really gets into where we need ASHP's general counsel to kind of help us understand what these these legal terms mean and, and what the implications are. So Paula, what was the advisory opinion issued by HHS and what does it mean? So Tom, on December 30th, the HHS Office of General Counsel released this advisory opinion. And the advisory opinion concluded that drug manufacturers are required to deliver discounts under the 340B drug pricing program on covered outpatient drugs when contract pharmacies are acting as agents of 340B covered entities. So what this means is that HHS made it very clear that manufacturers must provide 340B discounts and that HHS is fully aligned with our position. Although this type of advisory opinion does not carry the force of law, it does set out the agency's view which may be reflected in the various regulatory enforcement and oversight powers the federal government has over the 340B program. Thanks, Paula. And so that, so that kind of is an interesting development because that's that is a significant step by HHS to assert that there is this illegal action by manufacturers, and that's consistent with our our concern raised in our litigation. And then HHS took another action, which was creating what's called an administrative dispute resolution process. And this is a process that we believe will allow hospitals to seek compensation from drug manufacturers when they fail to provide adequate discounts to 340B qualified providers. Now, the 340B program was created by Congress, as we mentioned, and in 2010, Congress required HHS to create this dispute resolution process, but it was never set up. And kind of in light of our case, there was another case brought by the, an earlier case brought by the National Association of Community Health Centers. Kind of with these two cases going on, the government finally took a step to establish a dispute resolution process, and that was finalized in January. Now, there's still some operational things they need to do to set that up and allow that dispute resolution process to start hearing claims from providers, but they have taken that additional step. And so that that creates this avenue through which providers could seek compensation. But it also has consequences for the case that we brought. So, Paula, can you talk to us about what the court decided in in our litigation and and how the establishment of the dispute resolution process factors into that? Sure. So February 18th, a federal judge in California granted the government's motion to dismiss a joint lawsuit filed by NSHP and the other organizations over manufacturers' failures to offer 340B discounts. So in granting the motion, the court indicated that the plaintiffs had to first utilize this dispute resolution process that Tommy just described in order to attempt to settle the matter and prior to resorting to the courts for relief. And so, so the court dismissed our case, but it laid out these expectations of the government in establishing that dispute resolution process as, a, as an avenue for hospitals to turn to and therefore not appropriate at this point, according to the court, to use the court to, to resolve these disputes. So Kent, if HHS doesn't 
act promptly to operationalize these this dispute resolution process and start hearing claims by hospitals. Can can ASHP and its partners refile its case? Absolutely. ASHP can refile its case if the government fails to take action or if the dispute resolution process is not successful in resolving the dispute. Oh, so so it, it's not just a matter of if they've sort of fully operationalized the case, the process, but if the parties in the in such in, in that dispute resolution process can't somehow use the process sufficiently to reach a, a conclusion. Correct. Okay. So we've heard about the the litigation that was brought against the government and some of the actions that that they have taken, the government has taken in response, and in particular this establishment of the dispute resolution process and the advisory opinion that declared failure to provide discounts illegal. But that's not the end of the story. So manufacturers have now sued HHS seeking to overturn that advisory opinion. So several manufacturers, including Eli Lilly, AstraZeneca, Sanofi, have all filed different cases against HHS opposing its its decision in that, that advisory opinion. And so... So now ASHP and its partners are seeking to do something called intervening in the cases brought by those manufacturers. So again, we've, we've kind of encountered another legal term. So Paula, can you help us understand what it means to intervene in a court case and what, what we might hope to achieve by intervening in these cases brought by manufacturers? Sure. So in law, intervention is a process which allows a non-party to a lawsuit to join in the litigation if the non-party shares some common issues with a party to the lawsuit. So in seeking to intervene in these manufacturer cases, our goal is to assist HHS in defending its advisory opinion, which concluded that manufacturers are required to deliver the 340B discounts on covered outpatient drugs when contract pharmacies are acting as agents of 340B covered entities. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. And, and, you know, these cases are going to continue to progress and we'll be providing updates as we learn more about our attempt to intervene in those those cases and, and how those cases play out. And I want to just kind of take a moment here to, to make listeners aware of a few other cases that are ongoing that, that have implications for the 340B program. So, Pharma, that's the the trade association that represents the pharmaceutical industry, has also filed litigation against HHS objecting to the dispute resolution process uh, that was created. And they have argued in in that case that the dispute resolution process creates a barrier to hearing violations raised by manufacturers, such as complaints about duplicate discounts or diversion of drugs to ineligible patients. And the hospital associations, as listeners may know, have also had litigation going on about reimbursement for 340B eligible entities. So as as you may recall, over the past year and a half or so, the Medicare program has cut substantially cut reimbursement for 340B providers and that has been litigated in the district court and appealed. And now the hospitals have asked the Supreme Court to hear their lawsuit opposing the, the Medicare 
Part B reimbursement cuts for 340B drugs, as well as pay cuts for outpatient clinics visits for off-campus hospital facilities. So there's going to be a lot of action going on in the legal space regarding the uh, 340B program in the next few months. So, Tom, I have a question for you. Yeah. We have an incoming administration that's likely to have a different position on 340B than the previous administration. Do you expect the federal government's policy with regard to 340B to change? And if so, how do you expect it to change? Yeah, no, that's a great question. You know, we do expect that the incoming administration is going to approach the 340B discount program differently. And that could happen in a few ways. As we've discussed already, you know, we we do hope to see HHS take enforcement action against manufacturers that fail to provide appropriate discounts to 340B eligible entities. We've also discussed the Supreme Court case regarding reimbursement for 340B eligible entities. And we would hope that HHS will, in its own right, act to restore Medicare funding for those entities. So I think there's multiple ways that we could see change from this administration about the, how they approach the 340B program. And I think it's also notable that the nominee for the Secretary of Health and Human Service, nominee Becerra, has been supportive of the 340B program in the past and actually as a state attorney general has taken action to require manufacturers to honor their obligations under the program. So, you know, we regard that as a, as a positive sign with regard to how the incoming administration might support the, the 340B discount program. So, Paula, I want to thank you for joining me today and, and discussing some of these 340B litigation and policy issues and what we might see going forward. Listeners, as always, you can make your voice heard on policy issues affecting pharmacy practice by visiting ashp.org to learn more about key issues, grassroots efforts, and other ways that you can get involved in ASHP's advocacy efforts. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.